We have been notoriously feeble in preparing for the next generation. The lack of discipline and financial matters keep many of us in crisis with little or no money to see us through the tough time. We spend more money on looking good than any other people in the nation. We're gonna be broke, but we're gonna look good. We spend more money on hair, tennis shoes, jewelry, and cosmetic and clothes, and very little on investing and saving and managing. And we wonder why we have nothing. This is Jerry G. Martin. You just heard the introduction to our sermon, Succeeding in Business, God's Way. And we started off with some family talk. If you have a business of any kind, this is a special message to you. Listen in with your family members. Join us today as we share how you can allow God to handle and manage your business. If you say to yourself, my power and the strength of my hands have produced this wealth for me, but remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth and so confirm his covenant, which he swore to your forefathers as it is today. When you start making this money, don't pat yourself on the back about how smart you are, how strategic you are, and how you can do all of this. He said, no, don't, don't do that. You want to remember where it came from. Always remember the Lord your God, for he gives you the ability. He gives you the ability. He gives you the ability to get wealth. If he just gave you wealth and you lost it, you got to ask him for some more wealth. But if you have ability, you can lose it and have ability again. You see, some of the most wealthiest people said, you know, I lost everything I had when I first got started. And then I started over again and I got it again. Then you got some people can never, ever find out how to be prosperous. They don't have the ability to do it. But God can give you the ability. So those of you who are in business, one of the things you need to do is engage with God so that he can continue to give you the ability. Somebody say ability. He gives you the ability to produce it. So if you're in business, you should take a moment to give God thanks for the ability that he has given you. But I want to ask the question, how many of you would say, Lord, if you would bless me with a successful business, I will be a blessing to the kingdom of God and the people of God. So when you decide to go into business, you have to ask yourself, whose business is it? Is it your business or is it God's business? See, there are some of you who are listening to me right now who's had dreams and ideas about operating a business or starting a business. Some have tried and have failed and are reluctant to try again. And some have never tried because of a fear of failure, a lack of confidence. But it is God who has given you these ideas and dreams. Somebody else or some circumstances or maybe even you yourself have talked yourself out of what God was trying to do in your life. How many of you talk yourself out of something? I don't think I can do that. I have this idea, but I don't know if I can do that. I had this thought, but I don't know if I can do that. You talk yourself out of it. Somebody else will take your idea and go make money off of it. I want to take some time to encourage you 
those of you who are business owners and the rest who are thinking about business, if you are an employee, you still have some business, you have your own. But I want to follow some words of wisdom from the scriptures, and we will find ourselves, if we follow these, most likely to prosper as we do so. So from the wisdom of Solomon, we can learn how to be successful in our business endeavors. Number one is, commit your ideas and your plans to God first. If you haven't done that already, take your ideas and your plans and submit them to God. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. Lord, I need your ideas, I need your wisdom, I need your insight. I need your, your guidance in what I have in my heart to do. Proverbs 16.3 says, commit to the Lord whatever you do and your plans will succeed. Submit to the Lord whatever you're doing. Say, Lord, this is what's in my heart. I want to bring it to you. I want to submit it to you. I want you to govern it. I want you to lead me. I want you to guide me. I want your wisdom. So how do we commit to the Lord? We do so in our prayer. We do so by acknowledging him and asking for his wisdom and asking for his knowledge and asking for his understanding. Now, I had an assignment on my job when I worked out there at uh, Exxon, and the assignment was over my head when I got it. I'm like, oh, my goodness. I said, Lord, I need your wisdom on how to do this. I don't know how to do this. And the Lord gave me some wisdom. Either that or I found somebody to help me. And he gave me wisdom to find somebody. And sometimes you have to have wisdom to know you need some help. And that somebody is there, well, Lord, lead me. Whatever we need to do to get this done, I need your help. God knows the way we should go. He knows what's coming. He knows what's going. He knows what's happening. He knows what's getting ready to happen. He knows what used to happen. He knows everything. So why not acknowledge him in all of your ways? Proverbs 16, 9 says, in his heart, a man plans his course. But the Lord determines his steps. You plan your course, the Lord will determine your steps. Submit your way to the Lord. Number two, commit to acquire and develop knowledge and skills that you need to make your business profitable. Commit to learn, commit to grow. Proverbs twenty-two twenty-nine says, Do you see a man skilled in his work? He will serve before kings. He will not serve before obscure men. Be skilled in your work. Be the best that you can be. Be the best on your job. Just be the best craftsman. Be the best business person. Be the best counselor. Whatever you have that you're offering, decide that you're going to offer the best product and or the best service. Service is still good. Customers are still number one. Don't tell nobody, honesty is my best policy. Somebody told me that. I said, well, what's your next best policy? How many policies you have? That's your best one. Why isn't just honesty is your policy? Treat the customers right. Do things in the right way. Be sure your customers are satisfied. All of those kinds of things. So how can you become the best at what you do? There may be some continuing education. Get educated more about your product and service and how to be a better salesperson. Get a mentor if you need one. 
And then consult with others that have expertise. You see someone doing what you do and they're successful in it, go and look at what they're doing and hang out with them and find out what they're doing so you can be better at what you're doing. Every business is not a good business. You ever had goods or services? You thought, that, that wasn't good. If you have a restaurant, uh, let somebody else that you trust taste your food and tell you the truth. I think you need to uh, try something else besides the Brussels sprouts in this restaurant here. Let somebody else tell you. Don't get all your friends. They don't want to hurt your feelings. Oh, yeah, it's good. But why you don't have any customers? I ain't going to talk about it. I ain't going to look at nobody when I'm talking either. You can't be mean when you have a business, mean to your customers. If you don't like it, go find somebody else. They're going to say, okay. You may want to avoid beginning a business based on somebody else's expertise. You don't have any, but just somebody else's. And listen, don't try these uh, get-rich-quick schemes. You know, there are some multi-level marketing things that, that you can really earn some money in, but you're going to have to know you got to work, 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 work. And some of them are not very good products. It's just a, a scheme to get more people into the business. If that's what you want to do, then be good at that. I did that back in the early 70s. I was good at it. Made pretty good money pretty quickly. And then I got out. I got in quick. I got out quick. Some people want to get uh, these infomercials. Some guy telling you how much money you can make in real estate. And he want to sell you a notebook for $375. He's selling notebooks. I say, if you're making that much money, why are you sitting up here talking to me about it? You go make you some more money. So you got to watch all these schemes to try to do things. There's nothing that's going to come easy. You got to work really, really hard. And when you're in business for yourself, you should be working harder than you ever worked in your life. Can't be lazy in business for yourself. When you have an idea or a vision for business, it's wise to study and plan and count the costs before you invest your resources. Study, plan, count up the costs. There's a value in planning. If you want a lender or an investor, they're going to ask you for a business plan before they'll invest in your idea. Now, there are sometimes you can, you can almost fall up on an idea. You may be doing something, and somebody may uh, just like it. And I, I think Jasmine had something when she was making some cinnamon rolls. And people would just say, oh, I want some of those, and I want some of those. I say, well, start a business, honey. People keep asking for it, sell them. So she starts selling them. I say, let's figure out how much the material, uh, ingredients cost, how much time you're going to put in it. Let's come up with a package of cost and price and everything like that and sell them if they want them. They keep asking about them. Somebody keep asking you when you're going to make another German chocolate cake, four or five people asking you, hmm. And you're mad at the, by, by the time Thanksgiving over, you just wore yourself out helping everybody else with their Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah, I make a German chocolate cake at $39.95. <laughs> you keep asking me. If they keep asking you about something, that may be an idea that you may be doing something that could go. So try it out. Let's make some money out. Oh, I don't want to charge nobody nothing. Well, you're not ready for business. I'm just doing it. No, you're not ready for business. People come talk to me, Pastor, can you help me in my business? I say, well, why did you start the business? Well, I just want to help people. I say, no, I can't help you. 
you didn't say the right thing. You ought to be in business to make a profit. If you want to help people, just go and help people. You ain't got no business, just go and help. You got a social service. You are in business to make a profit. And if you're not making a profit, shut down. I told somebody, you might as well go to work and you're not even making minimum wage by the time you get through doing all you're doing. So you have to have a good understanding, get some counselor, get somebody that can help you make that. You can't say, oh, I just like doing this. Well, if you like doing it and making money off of it, that's great. But if you ain't making no money, just you got a hobby. Just say it's a hobby. It's not a business. Then fourthly, commit to be diligent. Commit to diligence and hard work. Proverbs 14, 23 says, all hard work brings a profit, but mere talk leads to poverty. You're just talking. Proverbs 10, 4 says, lazy hands make a man poor, but diligent hands bring wealth. So work hard, be diligent, and make a profit. Hard work pays. Work hard, work smart, it'll pay off. This is Jerry G. Martin, and I'm concluding my series on God's blessings in tough time with a message for all business people. And this message is how to succeed in business God's way. We started off this message with a little family talk, and then we talked about how to use the wisdom of God and the Word of God to help you to be successful in all of your business ventures. So if this is the first day that you've listened to this message, I want to encourage you to listen for the remainder of the week, end of the week on Friday. Join in with us as I pray for every business person and touch and agree with us. Touch and agree with us because that prayer is for you as well. That'll be that will be on our Friday program. Now, if you would like to hear this message in its entirety, you can go to our podcast at The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. This is one of those messages that not only are you going to want to hear, you're going to want to share it with your friend. That's The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. Or you can go to our website at lowcf.org. I invite you to come and be our guest at The Light of the World. God is doing some amazing and wonderful things. We are meeting in person. And join us each Sunday at 10 a.m. at 16161 Old Humble Road. Then don't forget about the Beacon Bookstore where you can get your Bibles and books and communion supplies along with offering envelopes or whatever you need for your congregation. Call the Beacon Bookstore. Call them at 281 481-2885. Again, that's 281-441-2885. Now for the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, may the Lord our God richly bless you and we'll be with you again next time.